Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On the issue of food, we're always glad to speak with our next guest. He's the most knowledgeable person I know in this country when it comes to talking about food, food pricing, where we're headed. Sylvain Charlebois, director of the Agri-Foods Laboratory and professor at Dalhousie University. You'll find him on Twitter at Food Professor. Sylvain, thank you very much for, for taking the time. Um, before I ask you about where we are on the grocery shelves in this country and where we might be, how does this war actually fit into the production of, the distribution of, and the availability of food, given the importance Ukraine and Russia individually play in this whole process? Yeah, well, I mean, the pandemic itself was quite destructive. Uh, over the last two years, uh, we've, uh, I mean, supply chains have experienced fatigue, uh, even there was a bit of a hangover uh, going into March, but now this invasion uh, is really coming at the worst time in March when most farmers have, have bought their seeds, fertilizers, everything else in, in the northern atmosphere. And, uh, and Russia being the number one exporter of wheat in the world and Ukraine number three in the world, uh, it's, uh, certainly a lot of people are concerned about wheat supplies. Uh, corn supplies as well, barley, uh, lots of pulses are grown in that region as well, uh, sunflower seeds, etc. So all of these commodities we find in many, many uh, food products we find at the grocery store. So right now, uh, I can tell you a lot of manufacturers are scrambling to know where they'll get their ingredients over the next several months because they know that the world will be short. Uh, we'll be short of a lot of things, uh, including all the commodities I just mentioned. Yeah. You know, while you were answering the question, I just thought about some, it was really the primary topic for weeks, and that was the cross-border trucking, the, uh, the food supplies that were being trucked across the border from Canada into the United States, usually raw, raw materials, you told us, and then, uh, processed food, uh, food ready to be eaten, uh, coming the other way in the billions of dollars, given the increase in the cost of fuel and the challenges that we know existed as far as getting truck drivers to cross the border is concerned, how, how much of a factor is all of that still today? Well, yeah, so when we saw uh, oil uh, skyrocketing last week, of course, that, that would be the first factor over the short term that would impact food prices. We truck everything around, and both you and I, we spoke about this uh, on your show many times over the last uh, few months. Uh, because we truck everything around, obviously, uh, trucking companies will be revising their uh, their price list for sure. Over the midterm we are expecting grain-based uh, food products to be impacted, like bakery, for example. In fact, Roy, 
just this week, I got I, I received a memo from one company, one major uh, food manufacturer in Canada, making bread, basically alerting grocers that uh, prices will, will change uh, starting in April. So it's already happening. And over the long term, of course, animal proteins will likely be impacted. So uh, what I mean by that, it would be the meat counter once again, which will likely go through another upward cycle along with eggs and dairy. So again, Vladimir Putin's gift to the world uh, is yet another ag commodity super cycle, which we didn't need because we do have a food inflation problem uh, on our hands. Uh, just in the U.S. last week, they announced that the food inflation rate is at 8.6%. And we historically, we've, we've often caught up to, to America. So this is, and we're going to hear on March 16th next week what, uh, what the number looks like for February in Canada, but we are expecting a much higher number than 6.5%, which is what we got in January. So we have uh, food prices going up, the cost of food going up. We also have a concern about the availability of at least some foods, maybe more than just some foods. I, I, I don't know. So so we have that going on. And uh, I saw something else that you tweeted about, shellflation. Talk to us yeah. about what shellflation yeah. is. Actually, it's, it's somewhat related to, to uh, conversations we've had in the past. Uh, so we did talk about supply chain problems. And, uh, I mean, when and anecdotally, what I was hearing from Canadians uh, was that many products, uh, the freshness, the quality of products at retail was not as good as it used to. So we actually, we actually surveyed Canadians about that, and we realized that 63%, 63% of Canadians actually threw away food either before the expiry date or because uh, food was was rotten or was not good to eat anymore prematurely. And the, the term shellflation comes from two words, shelf life and uh, inflation. Um, it's defined as, as, well, a supply chain not being efficient, uh, compromising the shelf life of products at retail. And so if you're a consumer walking into a grocery store, you buy avocados, bananas, apples, whatever, and you come home and after a few days, you find out that your products are you know, rotten or, or too ripen, you have to throw them away, which contributes to the cost of food for your household, which is, well, inflation. So that's why the term inflation is actually quite appropriate in my view. What what stunned me is that, uh, and I hope I'm understanding this correctly, that Canadians threw away threw away more than five hundred million dollars in food in the last six months because of the best before date. That's right. So we actually tried to put a number to the cost of shellflation, and you're right; it's about five hundred fifty million dollars worth of food retail uh, that uh, consumers had to throw away. We often talk about food waste being uh, uh, representing uh, an extra cost to household. Some of it is avoidable. Some of it is unavoidable. The, the issue of shelflation is really kind of in between. You go to the grocery store, you can actually protect yourself from shelflation by buying just enough for a few days, not too much. And if you go to the grocery store more often, you'll actually end up 
throwing away less, especially uh, in light of what's actually happening with supply chains right now. So you can actually do something about it. The shelflation is the cousin of shrinkflation, and shrinkflation got a lot of media <laughs> last year. And shrinkflation is basically, uh, you know, your packaging shrinking, quantity shrinking, but prices aren't changing. So you basically charge the same price or less. Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty, uh, isn't there, in, uh, right now. And and uh, I, I would think it would be wise for most of us, all of us actually, to be very careful about what we're throwing out and when we're throwing it out and make sure that we get the maximum bang of our for our food buck. Oh, uh, boy. Who, who knows yeah. what we'll be talking about three to four weeks from now, Sylvia. I, I do want I do want to say one thing to sure. to Canadians listening in. I mean, I know that food inflation is rough, and and we're all noticing uh, it at the grocery store, and it's it's quite painful these days, and and also at the pump. But uh, I was listening to uh, your guest earlier saying that uh, we're likely going to see some civil unrest around the world, and it's true. Uh, Ukraine is being hit by an invasion, unprovoked. Uh, unfortunately, um, it will, we will be short of many grains, which will actually trigger some, some food security issues around the world. And as soon as people don't have enough to eat, uh, there will be civil unrest in the Middle East, maybe in Europe. In North America, we're blessed with a lot of agriculture. We do produce a lot of food here on our own continent. We should be fine. We're not going to be exposed to major severe shortages as we are likely to see in the Middle East and, and in Europe. Um, so if you go to the grocery store and you're upset because of higher food prices, you, have, you are entitled to, but think of the people who have nothing to buy. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.